0: Hello a chhoeso i Bolediad yr er Academi Genedlaethol ar gyfer Ararwynyddiaeth addysgol yng Nghymru. Podlediad sy’n rannu materion ac arferion arwenyddiaeth allweddol ar draws y sector addysg ym Hemri Nghymru ac yn Rhymwladol. Hello and welcome to the podcast from the National Academy for Educational Leadership in Wales a podcast that shares key leadership issues and practices across the education sector here in Wales and internationally. I became a headteacher back in January 2004, and this month marks my 19th year of headship. I feel incredibly fortunate to have a job I absolutely love, and Marlborough Primary, it really is my dream school. I'm really blessed to have such wonderful pupils, colleagues, parents and community. And I find headship uplifting, I find it a privilege and just joyous. However, back in 2016, I suffered from total burnout. The stress, the pressure of the role had a profound impact on my physical, emotional and mental health. I'm not going to dwell on this today, as this is already documented on the National Academy's website as a case study. Today, instead, I'm going to share my top tips on how I prioritise my well-being, which has resulted in the happy, healthy and flourishing school leader that I am today. So top tip number one is don't lead alone. Build your professional support network. Our support networks of fellow school leaders are so important to us. But by developing a professional support network, I mean engaging with objective professionals. And for me, this is um, a leadership uh, consultant that I work with uh, on my ongoing leadership development and also um, securing leadership coaching. So I engaged with a leadership coach um, on and off now for the past eight years. My coach comes from a very different world from education. They come from the business world. Um, But my coach has the personality, the experience and the skills that I really need. In our initial sessions, my coach really challenged me with the phrases and the words that I used. She really probed deeply and questioned me to think really carefully about my role. And how the coach has just been so incredibly supportive. Just have that person who listens to me. Um, It's just magical, to be quite honest. And I don't think as leaders we have the opportunity to let down the leadership mask as head teachers, but it's just so important. During our first couple of sessions of coaching, um, we worked really hard together to find out exactly what was at the core of me as a leader. And my coach kept probing and pushing me to discover what it was that I really wanted a lead for. And I think this is the first time in my career I realised the kind of leader I truly wanted to be. And it was just an incredible experience. It opened a door for me in a way that I can't fully describe. And so much creativity and growth has come out of my coaching. The space allows me to change as a leader and it helps me to find the answers from within. And my coach has helped me to see that taking time out for my leadership development is not only helpful for me, but it's also helpful for my team and my school community. Through my coaching, I've realised that I'm at my best, um, and when I'm at my best, I'm more able to support and get out more out of those that I lead. And I've learned that I needed this time, this protected space to develop myself as a leader and have that space to reflect, to think and explore my ideas. And I've come to learn that this isn't indulgent, as I used to think, but actually this is absolutely vital. Having coaching has transformed how I am as a leader. I stopped being the leader that I thought people wanted me to be. And I started being the leader that I am. I found a way of leading my team as myself and engaging with my team in a much more natural way. And furthermore now, all of my senior leaders have their own individual leadership coaches. And my safeguarding officer and my HLTA, who are... um, Responsible people well being also have clinical supervision. So that's my top tip number one. Top tip number two: don't lead alone. And this is part two. And this is really around nurturing and supporting distributed leadership. Early on in my headship career, I tried to lead everything. This is per- partly down to my personality. I don't want to trouble others. I don't want to add to people's workload. However, unwittingly, the message I was giving my team is: "Don't trust you." And I'm more capable than you. I've worked really hard on developing distributed leadership over the past eight years. I deliberately moved away from a a tall structure, hierarchical structure at Marlborough. And we've got a flat um, organisational structure in place now. There are only two layers, two tiers um, to to, to our school structure. And it's a really tight team approach. I've worked really hard to develop and nurture a culture at Marlborough which grows wonderful, capable leaders. As a team, we undergo regular professional development as leaders together. Our roles are closely aligned to our strengths and passions. So for an an example, health and safety, whilst I acknowledge is vitally important and an important part of our role as leaders. It just sucks the lifeblood out of me. However, my estate manager not only loves it, all of the compliance elements, he loves the management, the whole works, but he's an expert in it and he's highly efficient. So over the years, I've developed and expanded his role. So he leads now on all aspects of health, health and safety compliance. And I found that this nurturing of distributed leadership, it not only allows for a cultural sustainable leadership, but it also allows me to focus on the strategic leadership of Marlborough. So, top tip for me, number three, be more than just a leader. I don't need to tell you how all-consuming school leadership can be, if you let it. It is important, however, that you fiercely protect who you are beyond your role. Don't allow being a school leader make you lose sight of who else you are. Too busy to be present for your loved ones, too tired to meet up with friends, no energy to go to your exercise class. It's a really slippery slope. And I know because I slid to the bottom of it. Back in 2016, when I started my coaching, my coach asked me to describe who I was. And beyond being able to say I was a head teacher, I really struggled to answer this question because I'd let all of those other aspects of my identity disappear today however i can say i am a head teacher i'm also a partner a daughter a sister a friend a runner a yogi a lover of books and classic films i'm a nature lover a dog owner a mountain climber a cold water swimmer and so much more and i've found that making time for these vital aspects of my identity keeps me feeling vital and it keeps me energized and Finding a way, and it's going to be different for each and every one of us, but a way of establishing the boundaries to protect your work-life balance for you is just so important. And for me, how I manage this is I work with real focus and purpose on a Monday to Friday. I have a proper break every weekend. I try and make sure that one day a week I finish work by half past four so I can go run in with my friends. I've learned how to switch off at weekends. In the evenings and during holidays. I've taken off um, emails, off my work devices, um, I don't have them pinging at me during the evening and I've set up you know once, once it gets to a certain point in the evening I'm off duty. So finally for me top tip number four and for me that's ensuring that you protect your own dedicated leadership time. And one positive that came out of the pandemic for me was the ability to work from home for just one day a week. This was born out of working in an open plan office um, and we couldn't, my my senior team and I, we worked together, we couldn't socially distance. So we had a rotor that one of us would would work from home one day uh, a week so that we could socially distance. And once I got over the novelty of working from home, I just couldn't believe how if I could be on that one day with no disruptions and this is one practice my team and I have kept. My teachers take their PPA, PPA at home, my assistant heads and my leaders all have their leadership time at home and so do I. I work from home every Thursday and it's been an absolute game changer for me. So on a Thursday I schedule all of my online meetings I work on big, weighty documents, such as the governing body reports or policy documents that need doing that I can never find the time and space to do in school without disruption. And on a Thursday, I achieve more than I could ever hope to achieve in the rest of the working week. It's given me my evenings and my weekends back, but it also ensures that on the other four days, I am completely present at school for my children, my colleagues. And it. Gobeithiwn eich bod wedi mwynhau'r benod hon o bodlediad yr ar Academy a'r Weinyddiaeth. Tanysgrifiwch ar Spotify, podlediadau Apple neu Google a pheidiwch byth a We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Leadership Academy podcast. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts and never miss an episode.